Well, 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 we got some excitement. Stage eight, Giro Turney to Fossenbrone, 207 kilometers. We finally get some excitement right before a deciding stage, which is tomorrow, the individual time trial. This is Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels Cycling Podcast, coming to you on the eighth stage of the Giro, Saturday. It's been a, it's been a fun day. I've just been hanging out with family. Uh, you know, it's Mother's Day is tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, wives out there. Um, anyway, let's get bit, let's get right to it. Before I'm going to get to this, because this had some lumpy stuff. Yesterday, we saw one of the most boring stages ever. Now, you read a book. Uh, not every page is a page turner, as they say. Let me fix this camera. Uh, but some of those pages that, you know, maybe it's boring. Maybe it's Tom Clancy. And he's setting you up. He's doing pages and pages of talking about munitions or a submarine or whatnot that's, you know, complex and you're bored with it. But those things set up other things. So maybe when we're done with this tour, we look back at the seventh stage, which is fairly boring, but 45K of just kind of rolling yourself. You know, it's kind of easy, but it does work itself into the legs and cause problems. And maybe we saw a crack in the armor today or those crashes, those early stage crashes, you know, the first seven stages we saw Primus going, uh, or sorry, Remco going down. I'm saying you got to push him because if he's injured at this point or if he's trying to recover and things just aren't quite right, now is your chance to take advantage. Pick some seconds off bit by bit. Now, could all be for naught because tomorrow's 35 kilometer time trial might equalize things out, but let's at least uh, fantasize and, and, and enjoy some of the fun stuff that we've had going on. Okay, before we get into that though, I thought we'd play some interviews from before the stage, the interviews before the stage start today. Uh, let me see, we got Mansworth. Um, I wanted to play Joe Dombrowski here. Let's start with Joe Dombrowski, give his- uh, uh, Is today the day to celebrate your birthday? With a nice victory? Uh, well, I didn't get to celebrate yesterday, so maybe. I mean, I'll try for the break today, but I think everyone is gonna try. Uh, it seems like a day the breakaway has a really good chance to win. But, I mean, the last climb's really punchy, and it can suit a lot of riders. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily the most adapted stage to me. But, I mean, we could pick 30 riders who could win today. But, yeah, I'll try and go in the break. and But also all my teammates will, too. And now I've been feeling this last day. Not all your teammates. Yeah, Not so Mark far Cavendish. so good. Uh, I actually wanted to go in the break yesterday and then I saw only a few guys go and I was thinking like, I don't think this is going to be a winning move and in the end it was, so <laughs> yeah, a bit of a missed opportunity, but. And uh, if you're optimistic and you're at the front, how to manage this final with this, uh, this two last at three, because one is repeated and this technical part also of the circuit, oh, you will do it. Yeah, I think uh, if I had to guess, I would say I think it's going to be a fight for the stage from the breakaway, and I, I don't think the GC guys are going to take risk today because it's quite a narrow road, and I could see it the, being kind of risk-off for them and, and being a fight for the stage win. Um, so, But we never know. I mean, yesterday I didn't think that breakaway was going to go to the line, and it did, so, uh, yeah, predictions are hard to make. But if you are at the front yourself, how to manage that part? I would try to go get the stage if you're in the breakaway. Yeah, I think you need to see who else is there, you know, ride smart. And also, you know, even in a big break of 20 guys, it can make a difference if you're at the front or the back on those descents. Because if someone puts on pressure on roads that are so small like that, it can also split uh, 
So just paying attention, and then the first half of the stage, if you're in the breakaway, is pretty straightforward, big roads and flat. So. So we didn't get much out of Joe Dombrowski other other than um, not all. He said all his teammates were going to try to get in the break. I don't think Mark Cavendish was going to. Look, he he he, he didn't really actually mean Mark Cavendish. Uh, a few things out, out there. He thought that it was too tricky. You wouldn't see the the, the GC pilot, but he did give a, a kind of a I don't know uh, missed little input there of saying yeah, but I don't know because look what happened yesterday. You would have thought that they would have gone for it yesterday, but they didn't. Let's uh, try Brandon McNulty. See what he had to say at the start here. Brandon, uh, what are your views on today? Is that a nice opportunity for you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think today's another good one for the break, so we'll try for it. And I guess then it's the final you like. There's three climbs and one we repeat, so two climbs. Yeah. And technical parts too. What do you think of it? Yeah, it looks nice. We've been watching uh, from, was it 2019 when they did it in Trano? Yeah, it looks like a hard final. How will you, how will you play your card there in that final if you were at the front? Ah, uh, it's tough to say. Maybe go on the long climb, but also, yeah, maybe wait for the for the final. So it be depends on the group, I guess. And can it be... Um, can the distance can really make a difference too because it's quite technical, narrow roads. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we see uh, Lusenko crash two times on it the year they finish, so that's definitely one to watch. Watch out for. And just one last thing about the legs after uh, a tough hard, uh, first week already. How do you feel? Yeah, good. I think. I mean, yeah, the rain and the long days have been have been a lot, but they're yeah, they're good. He seemed jazzed. He seemed <laughs> he seemed jazzed to have this. Okay, uh, interview at the start, tail. Last person, then we'll get to the, the, the actual race itself. Uh, sad news, Filippo uh, is leading the Giro. I mean, there's anything you can do against this, but for sure it's a big loss for the team. Yeah, of course, but... Uh... Filippo Ghana, out with COVID. There you go. Uh, there was some rumors there because they had been talking about one rider had been isolated from the team, uh, you know, to and from. <clears throat> Evidently, he got it. It's what it is. You know, this is the history of of racing and definitely Grand Tour racing. Uh, it's nothing new to have people ill during a Grand Tour. The body is under a lot of stress and there's a lot of things to, to consider. And a big part of doing a well in any race is staying healthy. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And uh, we're really, yeah, sad to lose Filippo, of course. It's really unfortunate for him, but he has to look after himself now and uh, recover well. Uh, how much uh, were you surprised that nothing for the GC rider happened yesterday in the final kilometers? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, we expected a big day, like I told you in the morning, but um, in the end, uh, the weather was what it was, and there was nothing to be done. If it's a headwind like that on 4-5%, uh, it's, it's another story, and that's the reality. And, uh, yeah, the Giro is long. I'm, you know, sorry for the fans that they didn't get the race that they probably wanted yesterday, but in the end... There was uh, never going to be a different scenario with that conditions. It's like you saw also earlier in the year in Torino. It was a big group on the, the mountain top with the wind. And yeah, it's like that. It's a way to demonstrate cycling. You know, when you're in the wheel, it's different than on the front. And uh, yesterday showed that more than most. today, just. By the way, it, it's interesting because I, I saw an interview with um, Ben War. Oh, sorry, uh, Warbath. What's his name? Anyway. Um, from uh, AG2R American, Larry, Larry Warbass. And he's like, ah, oh, the wind wasn't bad. And he was sitting on the front. So it's, it's kind of interesting. But, um, you know, any else has gone out there. G, Th G Thomas has said the same thing about the wind is too much. 
Um, so perhaps, perhaps it is, um, you know, you, you, the wind is effective on a climb. You're going to get a little bit less resistance or more, re, you know, behind. You're going to be able to draft a little bit. So uh, who knows? Stay safe or a chance maybe to try in the, in the tricky final? Yeah, it could be another uh, day tricky to predict. I think uh, very likely a, a big breakaway uh, fighting for the stage. And probably some action in the final, but more people trying to, like you say, stay in the front. And uh, yeah, really, really technical downhill that we've seen a few years ago in uh, Tirreno. And yeah, a tricky final in general with steep gradients, tiny road on the, the climb. So everyone knows what to expect. All the riders have uh, seen it. And uh, yeah, it will be interesting. I think it will be a long, long time before we see a breakaway today, unlike yesterday. But who knows? I could be wrong. All right, interesting predictions. So I think now we're let's get to the, the actual racing. So we'll pull up here a little highlights of the what they call it a punchy, punchy uh, finale. Okay, so by the way, down they're, they're going to start coming more north. But uh, Luke Nason still in in uh, the pink. Uh, I don't know what the, this tourney, this this area, this tourney. Let's take a look here. See if we can get uh, there. You go. Trying to get the full. Okay, there you go. Fossum Brown. Uh, they come into the 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 finish area and they do a circuit. It's like I don't know 20, 30, 30 kilometer circuit with a good little climb. So here's here it is. They come in. There's a sprint, two sprints. Uh, there's a little GPM. Was a KOM. There's another KOM. It's a it's a bigger one. Uh, and then they come through and they hit this uh, last kicker before the finish. Hundred and it was what two hundred and seven kilometers. So another long day in the saddle for everybody. Um, Look, breakaway gets up the road, and you've got what five riders in there. Ben Healy, you've got a movie star rider. Uh, I should probably maybe they'll say that all the all the riders. I don't know all the riders in there, but I will say with about uh, so these guys are out there for quite a while. Um, I don't know the full details because I didn't see it all. But let's get to where we get a kickoff here. Ben Healy from the break, forty uh, kilometers, that second to last climb before they come into the circuit and do a lap there. He just takes off. And by the way, we saw this guy in, I, I said before it was Liege and something else, but it was um, Probanza's Pill and uh, the Ardennes Classic. I think he was up there in both of those to Pogacar. Phenomenal. He, he I don't know, he, you know, we'll look at exactly who he is and we'll talk about his results because uh, he's been flying. Evidently, he's a He's the uh, Irish time trial champion as well. He can go uphill. He's very good at this. So he decides why why wait for it. And, and Sean Kelly, he's been saying this over and over. He talked about this with Simon Clark uh, on the GCN uh, commentary and DeMarkey saying they shouldn't have dropped everyone earlier. They need them for the flatter stuff. There was just too much up and down today to, for, to take someone along and to really have them necessary. There was some flat stuff in between. But remember, this is also a time trial, national time trial champion. Now, it is Ireland. I don't say that in any despondent way, but um, it's not like, hey, I'm the national time trial champion of Italy and you've got to go against, you know, some big time hitters. Uh, it's It's Ireland. Okay, just it'd be like America's time trial champion, fine and dandy, but it's America, uh, you know. It's maybe unless Lance is part of it, which he never really was. Uh, then, then there you go. The point is, Ben Healy, 
fine rider goes up heel exceptionally well, especially on these punchy things. And that's is an important part to take into account today was you didn't have yesterday. You had the 45 kilometer climb today. You get these punchy and it's a little bit different, right? And by the way, I thought when he took off 39, I'm like, uh, this guy, especially the way he just flew up the last climb, I figured he had a very good chance. And what he just kept doing was putting in more and more and more time into everybody. Now this is 39 K with 132 left, but I swear he went much, much earlier than that. Um, 40 K. Yeah. He's already solo here. Let's see if we go back far enough. 50 K. Uh, there you go. There it is. 50.3. That's when he takes off 50 kilometers to the finish. And Ben Healy, I'll just tell you, he just keeps growing that gap out further and further. Uh, and he ends up uh, holding everybody off with a fine advantage. Um, gets the win. Now, the final group comes in here. The last 5K, there's this four or five minute climb to the finish. And Roglic team moves up to the front well in advance of the final of when they, they're hitting the climb. He's just pushing and, and Remco's up there he doesn't look so good and you can see here that around this corner um roglich has already attacked and with him on his wheel i don't know if that's camna but it's a bora rider and then you have luke nason who's going he's like i'm gonna bury myself as deep as possible to stay now it probably isn't the best thing for him to be going with roglich at this point he can't hit the threshold that roglich can do on these short punchy climbs maybe motor yourself in but you know what he's not gonna do that He's going to stay as long as possible. Why? Because this is a very short climb. And then and he's like, <laughs> you know, I just right out of my skin to do that, to stay up there as close as possible. You had uh, Garrett Thomas coming from behind. You had um, and Remco. Remco starts coming up. Luke Nyson comes off the wheel of uh, Roglic. And uh, uh, Remco is going right up to the wheel almost of, Rem of, of Roglic. Very close here. And, and, and you're like, he, now look, I immediately can tell something was wrong because he is a very snappy rider. We saw that at the finish of the other day. If you don't know about Remco, he can sprint uphill like a Pogacar and like a Roglic. Okay. So that's not a problem. Short climb, you punch yourself up, especially if you got, that's kind of the climb where kind of I am where I, you, you, you do these hard efforts and you get on a wheel and then you hope you just kind of sit there. Okay. And, um, if you're having bad legs, you know, it's not, you're not going to be able to do that. He trying to crawl, crawls himself up and he almost gets there. And then he comes off. He does it. Then again, he, at one point he jumps like, okay, maybe he's messing with him. He acts like he's jumping across, but he never connects. And then Roglic just capes going on, putting the pressure down. Next thing you know, you got tailgag and heart of Ineos and Garrett Thomas coming up to Remco and then boom, they go right past him as well. And they come up to Roglic goes over the top by himself, but very closely followed by, you can see tail Gagenhardt here looking good along with Garrett Thomas. Now I will say this, Brian Zimney, our buddy, uh, sent me a message and cause I'm like, Hey, exciting race. And he says, look, Lantern Rouge. And if you guys watch uh, and listen to, you know, people on the internet, um, he's a young commentator. Uh, I think he's from Australia and he has a good, big channel. It's a good guy. I, I, check his stuff out. It's pretty good. But he's like, I, this is what Brian said. So I didn't double check it. And he said, uh, Lantern Rouge said he thought Remco was writing to the numbers. I responded that this is probably the dumbest take I've heard. And why? Cause that's one, not how Remco rides necessarily in this situation. It was a short climb. There's no way. And we'll listen to an interview here later. That doesn't sound like what it was either. 
that's not what's happening. Plus, if he was writing to the numbers, he wouldn't have tried to, at one point, bridge across in a short duration, which he didn't quite make it. And so he's not right into the numbers. He's that, that was like not an end of exception. Uh, and if he would have done that, he would have caught him at the top. Why, the only numbers he's writing to, by the way, was the minus 14 seconds that he, he gave up to a Roglic here, which he did. Ben Healy deserves a win. Brilliant ride for him for EF. Uh, gets to do a post up uh, across the line. Let's give him his full page due here across the line and then back, back behind you've got Roglic going full bore uh, with two guys on his oh and by the way the second place here uh, Derek G uh, Israel uh, Primacek uh, Canadian he ends up out spinning um, Zani for second uh, so good for him Roglic though drilling it to the finish uh, wasn't until the last inside the last 1k it looked like that um, he even had tail and Garrett Thomas helping him now were they not helping him on purpose making him do the work Maybe, but that didn't make sense. I just think Roglic was going so hard. They were trying to recover. He does have some of the best five-minute effort. This is why you see Roglic near the end of a stage. He'll be able to sprint and do these, you know, at the end of the climb. But so does Remco. So Remco, maybe just not good wheels today. Uh, legs, that is. And Roglic was obviously riding well and then pushing it all the way to the finish. Down the climb, it was a technical climb uh, descent. Uh, Roglic was... Just bombing down there. He didn't go down. I'm trying to remember. There was a rider that I did see go down. Uh, Remco gets dropped by Jalmita and um, Caruso, I think. They were just a group right behind. And then Remco's in the next group. So he was just not really having the day uh, that he needed. So you can see back there, there's two separate groups. They come across the line. The three, Garrett Thomas, Teo Gegenhart, and Roglic. Uh, ben Healy obviously gets the win. And 14 seconds in the nether, uh, behind uh, comes across there. Um, was it? Oh, Jay Vine, probably McNulty. Uh, another, I don't know if Caruso was in this one, but Remco hanging in right at the back there. So he loses some time, and we'll get to, to who everybody was. Ben Healy with the win. Derek G of uh, Israel Premier Tech for Canada. Filippo Zana, <laughs> Warren Bagui, uh, Carlos Verona, Mateo uh, Bice. Now that's the brother. Uh, the guy that won yesterday, Bice. Tom Squeens, he crashed. There we go. He was in that group with those front guys, and he ended up crashing. He might have gotten got a second place. Uh, Alessandro Tonelli, Oscar Reisbeek, and Teo Gegenhart, a 10th, and then Gegenhart, um, Roglic, and the rest come in there. So, Luke Nason, um, which group did he come in with? We'll take a, take a look here at the overall. But um, now he's only got eight seconds over Remco. He lost a little time to Remco, it looks like, there as well. Uh, Roglic comes in, and he is 38 seconds, but he's only 30 seconds now off of uh, Remco. Almeida, 40 back. Garrett Thomas, 52. Teo, Ariel, Alexander Vlasov, Caruso, and Leonard Cameron was the uh, boar rider that we had mentioned earlier. Okay, so there there you got it for the date. Now let's take a look at the uh, actual statistics of the results for today uh, that's ben healy let's take a look at him he wins the stage um let's see what he's had here on he won a stage in Centimana international copy i bartoli stage two or stage three sorry um it was a uh, 139 i don't know what how many stage uh, distance doesn't have the distance on there um he's been third in a time trial he won the youth classification in that race 
fifth on a stage on Paisley Lori Tour. Uh Bill Pill, who was second there. Amstel Gold. There you go. Second place in Amstel Gold. Fourth in Liege. So I wasn't wrong about Liege. He was 32nd at Flesh Wallone. He did get swallowed up on that climb there. Uh, and then we've seen what he's been doing to today, what he <clears throat> got a stage in the Grand Tour. Um, Roglic, Thomas, uh, Jay Vine, Jalmida comes in with Caruso. Jack Haig was back there with the Sivakov, uh, Hugh Carthy, Remco. Um, Kamna, Sep Coast comes in 534. I mean, you just sit up when your leader takes off. Uh, Luke Nason <clears throat> comes in at 508 behind Ben Healy, which was, let me see, 434. So, you know, 35 or so seconds that he lost there. We, we talked about the GC. <clears throat> Will Barta, how did our little guy from America do here? Uh, let's take a look at Riccatelli. Riccatello, he lost 54 minutes today. I don't know what happened, but he went up. Four places, <laughs> Larry Warbass as well. Now, I did get confirmation. I, I talked about yesterday uh, where uh, Riccatello lost some time, 18 minutes. I was like, what happened? Well, he had crashed actually with Sepp Kuss. So um, anyway, uh, McNulty goes down, drops 11 places. Sepp pops up five. Will Barter down one. He was the top. Just uh, He's at 412 back um, for Movie Star. In the, oh, let's get her out of the, the just the United States. Look at all these. <clears throat> The points, Jonathan Milan, 113. He must have got, what, two points today. Caden Groves at 100, so they're getting that little tighter there. KOMs, Davide Bice still holding strong. Pino uh, over him by 40, what, 36 points. Youth, that'll be determined later. Teams, there we go. So let's pop in and take a look at some uh, interviews after because I think that'll be, um, oops, That'll be a little bit uh, something that we want to see, especially uh, they got some Remco stuff here. Let's talk to Ben Healy. Uh, that was an incredible solo ride, more than 50Ks. Take us through, take us through that stage and uh, that victory you built yourself. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty eager to get in the break and I was just following the move to start with and it was a pretty hard-fought battle to, to get up in, in the break uh, with the, the peloton really keen to keep us close and, and yeah, teams wanting to be in the break. Um, eventually got away and yeah we just tapped it through until we came to these uh, first circuits and yeah I just on the the first cappuccini climb uh, the last little bit I just wanted to test the legs a bit and test everyone else and yeah I, pre I pressed on a little bit and yeah I, I ended up going solo so yeah I, I knew I can time trial to the the finish pretty well and I just paced myself all the way and yeah this the gap kept on going out and uh yeah I, I knew I had it when I, I came to the the cappuccini time to finish and uh yeah just paced my effort well and yeah just really soaked it soaked in the uh, victory that's, that's quite impressive I, I have to say to be honest this morning when we were looking at the list of the favorite for the stage we were wondering if you were not a bit cooked out of the classics but you're having a crazy season no yeah, I mean, I, I, it took me a lot to recover after Liège, you know, I had a, really had to back off for a, a good week and a half, so I was a little bit unsure coming to this year, and maybe I still didn't feel like I'm quite on top of my game, but for sure I had uh, really good legs today. I already asked you that uh, during the Classics, but what the results uh, of the Classics and now means for your next goal and everything, I mean, this one will mean even more now, but the was what does it mean for your future, you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just really need to, to enjoy these past couple of months and really let it sink in what I've done. And 
yeah, I think we can go from there and, and just yeah, race with confidence in the future and, and turn up to races with uh, yeah, a, an expectancy to, to perform and do well. Yeah, yeah. in Australia, yeah, what an amazing year, mate. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, uh, it's, I've surprised myself, I think, as well. Now, you've been trying to get in the break every day. You've been very aggressive. The other day, when, when it took two hours, you were the strongest trying to get away and get there. But today, you made it. Yeah, I mean, I got a bit overexcited the other day. And, uh, yeah, it was a nice opportunity to maybe go into the pink jersey as well, which I was kind of kicking myself for. And, yeah, I really had to sit down and just learn from those mistakes. And, and today, uh, yeah, I put that into practice. And, yeah, I, I ended up in the break and, and was able to finish it off in the end. So you said you're going to sit back now and uh, enjoy and take it all in, but uh, this Giro is offering quite a few more stages that look really rock that perfect for you. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, yeah, I can take the next couple of days really easy and let it soak in, like I say, but um, yeah, then we have to go again for another couple of weeks and for sure there's more opportunities. Now, I've got a couple of mates who are Irish and they're claiming you. Another couple of mates who are English and they're claiming you. What, what is it? Irish. All right, Irish. Uh, okay, uh, let's hear Lucknes and see if he talks about getting dropped. Hydration is important. Good camera work. There you go. Andreas, well, um, take us through. Take us through this last time. You you had done really well with the attack of Primoz. Tell us how you managed your effort. <laughs> yeah, Primoz attacked, and I uh, I gave it all to to follow and. For a moment, it looked really, uh, really good. Like I was almost in his wheel, and uh, Remco was behind. And uh, almost uh, for a, for a moment, I was thinking I was gonna gain time uh, in the GC. But uh, yeah, I uh, I got it uh, really tough towards the top, and uh, also uh, quite some guys passed me. But uh, anyway, I'm uh, happy and proud about uh, my fight in the final. And tell us a bit the last kilometer after the climb. You knew if you had to give it all, you knew there was a tight gap. How it happened in your head and physically. I was uh, <laughs> really uh, suffering and uh, luckily I had uh, Vlasov and Kemna uh, cooperating, uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they did a job in the final, I, I couldn't take, uh, take a pull at all, uh, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I had enough with uh, staying in their wheel and uh, yeah, it uh, was in the end, uh, I was a bit lucky, but uh, yeah, I gave it all out there and uh, it, was, it was a nice day. And tomorrow the TT, what do you hope for? Uh, tomorrow uh, I expect to uh, to lose the pink, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a TT. I will for sure go uh, go as fast as I can, and uh, yeah, it's another day, another day in pink. So uh, I will enjoy it. And how have been your TT so far this year? How have been your TT performances? I'm sorry, did you say titty? This year? Oh, did you train for it too? Yeah, I uh, I want to do good in the TTs, and I also uh, took a the TT. That makes more sense. Step uh, this year, so. Uh, yeah, I uh, I will try to go for a good result tomorrow, but I also uh, feel that I'm I'm a bit tired after uh, these days in pink. It uh, I've been uh, racing every day, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not expecting too much tomorrow except from uh, yeah giving it uh, giving it a try. Interesting to see what he will do in the time trial. <clears throat> but let's hear from Rekha. Hi, so more difficult than uh, that you expect or about today? No, we knew it was a hard day. Uh, in the end, you never hope to lose time. But today it was my time to, to, to lose. It was my turn to lose some time. So uh, life goes on. When Robis attacks, uh, did you expect about the attack of Robis? Yes, because the, the small bump, like uh, 30k to go, 
small bump. They went up really fast and uh, I started to feel my legs there. So uh, in the end, it was again a super long day on the bike. And uh, by the way, I, I just think that's that's an interesting thing. He's talking about feeling his legs, the 30K to go. And they capitalized on that. So you never know when those opponents are feeling it. Maybe yesterday, <clears throat> maybe yesterday he was feeling it and they just decided the wind was too much. Who knows? Um, I think uh, it was a day for him to try because he's maybe the guy with the best, uh, let's say, power in between three and five minutes. And the climb was like around five minutes. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, a big effort from him. and. Uh, just a big show and a big congrats to their team because they did a, a very good job. So yesterday you looked very good, today is always very good or a little bit less in your mind? No, the feeling is okay, just not the, the freshest legs. We are also getting towards the end of the first week, so uh, I hope for better legs tomorrow so I can try to uh, put the hammer down again and take time on all the others and try to win the stage. You are already riding a time trial bike, so you are ready for tomorrow. Not yet. Uh, I have to eat, I have to sleep, I have to uh, eat again in the morning, so uh, no, no, but uh, of course, we will be ready for tomorrow's stage. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, I thought it was an interesting uh, interview. One, he's admitting that his legs were going out at 30k to go. Uh, he did say Remco has probably, I was sorry, that Roglic has probably the best power between three to five minutes. That's uh, that's just knowing your opponents, and, and you know, that was an insightful interview, like I said, uh, which also says, okay, maybe a little hat tip to, to uh, Lantern Rouge about uh, writing to his numbers. Maybe in a sense he was, look, and I say that only because you see what happened to Luke Nason, which was uh, he went as deep as he can go. And then what ends up happening instead of maybe, uh, you know, measuring yourself out and getting over the top, not quite as high as you thought you might have, but maybe a little better than you did end up being then you would have had a little power to push at the finish. Possibly. I don't know. I just think that this is not Remco's a step above everybody. He didn't do that kind of, he didn't ride to his, his numbers necessarily at Liege. He rode to, I'm going to go the number one solo. So uh, well, it, it's kind of in there. I just don't think that's the, the case because a short one like this with a descent, you go over your numbers. That's just what it is. I've done these kind of things. You know, there's a finish you can recoup down. You go over your numbers, maybe a little anaerobic there for a bit to hold on so that you're not chasing afterwards. And then you can actually just sit on the wheel. If you had gone, been able to connect and gone over the top with Remco, or with uh, Roglic, then he just sits on and doesn't do anything. And then there's maybe a stalemate at that point. In uh, the in the flip side to that, though, he had to do work. So he had to save a little bit. Uh, and Roglic uh, went over the top with all that power and still uh, did all the driving to the finish. So, um, you know, congrats to him and uh, pretty impressive. Um, so what do we have tomorrow? Well, we've talked about this. It's going to be a flat time trial. That? No, that's the uh, time trial. That's the stage today. Flat time trial. And like I said, I think then Monday's a um, rest day. And then, you know, talking about Ben uh, Healy and some of these climbs and what's going on here. I mean, that looks to me a breakaway day because you're going to go early going to go over the top and then hopefully be able to hold it out to the finish um next day you got some of these punchy stuff in here and there's some some decent climbs cat three a cat three and a cat four that's a breakaway day as well uh i don't know if the sprinters are necessarily going to get over unless you know the, the uh, mads Pedersen and michael matthews type wants to you got the cat threes the cat twos coming in here in midweek <clears throat> um 
uh, just some interesting stuff. Okay, I think that's uh, that's all we've got for today. Uh, tomorrow, we'll have a little bit more excitement. Um, it's Mother's Day, so will I do one? Yeah, because my wife has got some plans without me. So um, it'll be a fun day. It'll be a little bit. I, I'm just interested to see. Uh, Brian Zimney predicted that Remco is going to smash everyone by a minute. M- 3D chess. We're doing 40 Hungry Hungry Hippo here, perhaps, where he lost today on purpose just to smash you tomorrow to make you think. No, that's not the way it is because everyone's going to go right to their numbers tomorrow, the, the time trial, and they're going to put it out as much as they can. So it'll be a little bit, but it'll just be an interesting day. Who's going to win? I think we're going to get Filippo Ghana's not in here. Um, you're going to probably get Remco, but I would not be shocked. 35 t- uh, kilometer time trial. I wouldn't be shocked. If Roglic resurfaces himself and, and puts up a little bit better time, but I think you do have Remco. This 35k, he's gonna probably be able to push it through. I think I think you're gonna see the difference in these two riders. <clears throat> really gonna be in the climbs because I think Remco's coming in ready for the time trial more, and Roglic is ready for the climbs more. All right, everybody, take care.